Those forests of death rumors, do you think they're true? The geomagnetic abnormalities have been confirmed. Compasses are useless and machines go haywire the minute you turn them on. They say nobody's ever gone in and made it back out alive, right? I wouldn't be surprised if that place was haunted. Ha! <laughs> if you're so curious, why not go in? <laughs> Yes, three dudes. Wait, we do, we do that still? We do that today. Okay. In their 30s, talk about anime. Like I say, you can't take a city wolf to the woods. He's Andy. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> and he does not eat bugs. I promise. It's Thurk. What? 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 I don't eat bugs. When did you get here? Yeah, you don't eat bugs. I don't, okay, well, I will stop eating bugs then. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> and the pain is just melting away. I'm Bill. Yep, I figured that would be your intro. <laughs> uh, hi, guys. Hi. Hey, Thurk is here. Thurk is here. Thurk, it's been so long. It has been. It's been quite a while. I think since season two. It, it was back that long. You skipped all of Gurren Lagann, you lucky son of a bitch. Yeah, but I like that one. Oh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah. What have you been up to? Working a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, work a lot of hours, so I don't have a lot of time to get out and do fun things like this. So I had to bribe you with tacos. You bribed me with a taco, you cheap bastard. <laughs> it, and it chips. It worked. It did. It did. Yeah, it's all, all it took. <laughs> if you are listening to this and wondering where Josh is, I'm surprised you remember his name. Because uh, he hasn't really been here in a very long time. No, Josh is haunting people and also working in a haunted house. So that's, that's kind of what he does in October. And year-round. Yeah, he's pretty spooky. He's a spoopy dude. That Josh was... is going to wear makeup and scream at children. And then, and then like, he works at the haunted house. And then he works at the haunted house. Absolutely. Uh, so, so, no, we uh, decided to bring in a very special guest. Thurk is back for an episode as we review Wolf's Reign episode 10, Moon's Doom. Which is, you have to say very slowly, because it's very hard to say. It's like a tongue twister. Moon's Doom, Moon's Doom, Moon's Doom. De- mm-hmm. Moon's doom, moon's doom, moon's doom, moon's doom, moon's doom. You are really good at those. Okay, how about uh, Sally sells s- seashells. I can't even do it regularly. By the seashore. She sells seashells. Oh, it's she By sells. the seashore. By the seashore, she sells seashells. They're seashells because they're sold at the shore. I don't know if that's the right. There's a there's an extended version. Yeah. Of Is there really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's the only one I can't do. If I remembered my phone, I would I do it. But <laughs> I don't know. I can't look it up. Fair yeah. enough. No, there, uh, there was actually a uh, young woman who, and I'm pulling this all off the top of my head because I don't have my phone. She was one of the uh, earliest people to work in paleontology, and I think it was on the Thames River. She found a bunch of ichthyosaur skeletons. And I knew some men took credit in the whole thing that happens in Victorian times when a woman does something. Right, but, like uh, you do in the yeah, Victorian times. But she eventually uh, got her due, but I don't remember. But in fairness, I don't remember any paleontologist's name except for Dr. Grant. So, uh, so is this a bird hat thing? No, this is real. Oh, okay. All right, well, fair enough. I learned something new today. It was, uh, it was on a recent episode of Stuff You Missed in History Class. Oh, there you go. Hmm. And But that, that rhyme is about her. Okay. Mm-hmm. Huh. Because she actually sold some of the not the, the smaller fossils that she had found, the ichthyosaurs. I think they all went to private collectors and museums and stuff. But hmm. did you know that, Thurk? I had heard that before. It wasn't something I would have been able to pull off the top of my head. Huh? I had heard that before. Well, this has been Fun Fact Science Corner. Um, <laughs> speaking of other podcasts, let's jump into some nerd news. I got back. Just last night, I was at a show in Iowa City. You bastard! And uh, went to go see Welcome to Night Vale. 
I was thinking about going, but I didn't know when the show was. I was almost going to have to call you because Ray was like texting me at like noon while I was at lunch, and he's like, "I'm not feeling well." And I'm like, "You son of a bitch! You better." Not. <laughs> I don't. I don't have a lot of joy in my life when the school year is going on, and I'm very busy. You can't fucking take this away from me. Uh, no. So we uh, like we both went. Ray and myself, we went to go see that in Iowa City. It was a good show. It was a really fun show. The Spy in the Desert. Yes. No. Yes. Yes, yes, it was. Uh, you have to explain exactly what kind of show this is. I'm not uh, familiar. Oh, okay. Welcome to Night Vale is a radio drama that is part kind of horror, gothic, kind of creepy, but also comical, comedy. surrealist comedy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, okay. The, the 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 very brief pitch is desert town that weird shit happens. The, the in. story is told through the local public access radio. Yes. Okay. Yes. Absolutely. That's amazing. That's... Yeah, it's really it's really good. Um, it's it's had some ebbs and flows in the quality. Um, this show was really good. The musical guest was really good. Mal Blum, I believe, was uh, the name of the musical act. Um, really cool. Actually, partway through, just like started reading poetry. Uh, huh. It was it was really the the fans were chanting for the poetry more than the music, which I don't know what that says about the, their career as a musician. But it was it was really cool. Um, one of the the last poem that they did was about their childhood and, and, and transition uh, as, a, as a transgendered individual. So that was really cool. That was really Okay, cool. I'm glad you finished that sentence. I didn't... Yeah. Transitional what? <laughs> okay. Yes. So this so, is Welcome to Night Vale? Welcome to Night Vale. Yes. yes. It's okay. one of the three or four podcasts that was inspiration for Shadow Vane, actually. And, and actually, what's really cool, if you start... Because go back to the beginning, absolutely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Serialized. No, it, this, this show for sure. What's cool for you, if you start it right now, you also need to... Uh, subscribe to Good Morning Night Vale. Okay, because three oh, of yeah. three of the voice actors from the show are going back through the show and talking, and about, talking it. about it. So you could like listen to an episode, and then oh, listen so to the like, talk show. So it's like commentary. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like, it's like dead. Talking awesome. Dead. Yeah, yep. So no, you would you would be it. I want to do it. Time. I just don't have the time yet. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm um, gonna do that. Well, I'm, I'm gonna have to get uh, time to listen to things, but. My my is pretty much just going like I listen to an episode of Good Morning Night Vale and go I kind of remember that yeah I'm reading through the first collection of their scripts right uh, a little bit at a time uh, I've been reading that so it'd probably be still fairly fresh in my mind which is pretty cool I have thought about getting the uh, the Alice Isn't Dead book I want to get that that just came out not that long ago I don't yep. I don't believe because they just ended the podcast did they end the whole podcast mm -hmm. okay yeah, yeah that... I'm a season behind so yep, the Alice Isn't Dead show is over okay. Coinciding with the release of the book that I think is supposed to be released on Halloween. Okay, very cool, very very cool, huh? Uh, so yeah, that's my nerd news for this week. Uh, podcast news since we're talk doing doing podcast news apparently this week. Uh, hey Thurk, not yep. to put you on the spot, but any uh, anything going on in the nerdly news world that we live in that you want to talk about? That you're excited about? Not particularly right now. Um, I'm waiting for the release of Let's Go Pikachu. Really? Yeah, I'm kind we, of excited about that. We need to get you on for a bonus episode when we review the Pokemon movies. We we reviewed uh, the very first Pokemon movie and talked a little bit about Let's Go uh, before oh, we did that. That's a shame. There's a great story that goes along with the first Pokemon movie. Uh, which story is that? The best public joke I've ever told. Okay, you, you can tell it now. We've already It's already released on our feed, which you can go back and listen to, by the way, where Ray and I reviewed Pokemon, the first movie. Mewtwo strikes back because... It's basically Star Wars with Pokemon. It is. It is an amazing movie. <laughs> so, uh, spoilers for this, what is it, 15-year-old movie now? Oh, they, they they probably, if they're a true listener, they've already listened to that Okay, movie. so anyway, spoilers for the end of this movie. Uh, at the end of the movie, Ash dies. Everyone is sad. All the Pokemon are crying. Yes. And Pikachu is there next to Ash's side, as always, and uses Thunderbolt to try to shock him back to it life. It is so sad! It is incredibly sad. It's in a very emotional... Uh, the heart-wrenching moment, and in the theater, there's dead silence when I'm watching this movie. My kid is there on the verge of tears, and as a protective parent, I do what I have to do to stop him from crying, and I yell out in a clear voice, CLEAR! <laughs> Everyone in the theater loses their minds. Oh, that's it fantastic. That's, fa that's, a good, that's a good story. Bill, you looked confused and were drinking during that story. <laughs> Pretty much. Okay, fair enough. Uh, so tell me, uh, why are you so excited for Let's Go? Or are you not excited for Let's Go? Because it's a very divisive Pokemon game. Yeah, um, I'm excited because the first Pokemon game I ever played was Pokemon Yellow, which this is essentially a remake of. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to kind of play it again, and I haven't played a 
quote-unquote real Pokemon game since the second generation of Pokemon. So Really? You never played through any of the others? I've played Ruby once, and I started white, but I never finished it. Did you have red or blue? I had red, you had blue. That's what I was thinking, I think. Yes. So I haven't played a Pokemon game since blue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I bought red, you bought blue, and we traded Pokemon. Yep. On the trip to Arkansas. On a trip to Arkansas. Yep. Absolutely. That was pretty much it. That, yep, that was, yeah. yeah. Pretty much it. Me, me and you that one time fought each other with an endless battle of trading Pokemon out for about a half an hour before we set down ground rules. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, we, we, we had we had to make ground rules. It was it was a good time, though. Yes. Yeah, it was great. It was I good love time. that. So you are interested in I am. I am. I will okay. pick that up. That is on my list of games to buy, that and Fallout 76. Um, actually, Damn right. That's coming up soon. It is. November. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, I'm passing up a couple of games right now. Assassin's Creed Odyssey? Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I'm not picking up right now. I'm going to wait for that to go on sale, hopefully Black Friday. Oh, I'm sure it will. And what's the other game? There's another Mega game. Mega Man 11 came out. <laughs> Nobody cares about Mega Man. There's, oh, okay. there's another game that is either coming out or has come out already that I've missed. Uh, oh, well, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 is coming That's out this the month. One. That's the one. Yeah. And I'm not going to buy that either. I'll probably pick up both of those on Black Friday. I feel like Ray will probably pick that up because he put it is, probably an immense amount of hours into the original. It is supposed to be amazing. Like, yeah. I thought they just weren't doing anything. Apparently they've been working on it this whole time. Mm-hmm. Like one iteration or another. It's... The horse's balls shrink in the cold weather. Yeah, no, that, that, that's, that, <laughs> that's yes. the thing. No, that's the thing that happens in this game. Yeah, <laughs> if, like... you, if this is a video podcast, you can see Phil's <laughs> range of expressions on his face right now. <laughs> so yeah, anyway, that attention to detail yeah. is uh, something that makes me a little excited about Red Dead Redemption 2. <laughs> oh, again, if this is a video podcast, you can see Phil's range of expressions on his face. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hey, Bill! Yeah, I would have uh, just programmed it as a female horse. <laughs> it seems like it would save time. Yeah, that's fair. Hey, Bill! Yes? So do you have any nerd news for this week? Uh, apparently Venom is as bad as I thought it would be. Yeah, you were right on that. I can't, I can't, uh, yeah. I watched an IGN review of it recently, and they just ripped it apart. Yeah. That's sad. It's got a 30% rating on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Yeah. I don't think the fan rating is any better. Yeah. That, that's, yeah. that's, that's... Makes me sad. Yeah, I mean... I mean, it makes me sad. It doesn't make me surprised. No. No. It, the the consensus of what I've seen so far across reviews is that Tom Hardy... Tom Hardy can act? Tom Hardy is an amazing actor in it. The script is terrible. <laughs> and it's the only thing propping the whole movie up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, yes. that and special effects. Essentially that. No, they even... A lot of even people special have said effects special, are bad? special effects are getting, or look kind of hokey and seem out of place. And they just it feels like a really bad like early aughts superhero movie. Like, they were comparing it to, like, Electra, like Spider-Man and, 3? Sp- yeah, things like that. With Venom? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Where they fucked him up in that movie? Yeah, essentially. Yeah, okay. Essentially. So, yeah, you were, you were right. Yeah. It sounds... Maybe oh. I can get some cheap Venom toys. That... Oh, there you go. Yeah. Maybe they made a couple good ones. There, uh, there, there's a Mafex Venom. Uh-huh. That is really fucking cool. Mm-hmm. But Mafex is really fucking expensive. Yeah. yeah. So, maybe it will get really fucking cheap. That would Not be really cool. fucking cheap. Maybe it'll get reasonably priced. Yes. <laughs> and I can pick up one. Pretty much, pretty much, yeah. Uh, sh- anything else before we get in, or should we just get into the episode? I'm done. I got nothing. Okay, let's get in the episode. Episode ten, Moon's my, Doom. My video game news is that somebody I know is saying I should probably try Witcher three. Oh. So, um, if you're gonna play a Witcher game, do Witcher three. Don't bother with the other two. Yeah, that's, I don't know anything about. I've never really cared about Witcher. I don't know anything about it. You, I, I just know that I want to play the card game. Um. The, the world that Witcher is set in, I read the first book, and the world written in that book is amazing. Essentially what it is, is fairy tales, mm-hmm. and you live in that world, and you are the hunter of the fairy tales. Like, uh, the movie with, stupid movie with Heath Ledger, Grimm, Brothers Grimm. Oh, okay. yeah. Like that, but not fake. Okay. That's the Witcher, in a mm-hmm. nutshell. But people are scared of him because he's a witcher and they know who he is and he's he is himself supernatural, but he goes around to protect people from the supernatural. Is it a thinky fighty game? A little bit. There are because I guess, and I think I've said it before. That was my my favorite thing about the Arkham games mm-hmm. was I got to plan my strategy, plan my attack. I can see where people are, what they're doing. There's the grates. I can play. There's a, a explosion wall. I can mm-hmm. I can think about what I'm going to do. It's not just press buttons. 
rhythm rhythmically or in a certain sequence that I've memorized as yeah. fast as possible because I'm not good at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's less thinky than the Arkham games in that sense. Like, there's not uh, you don't most, go into most a things building. probably are though, right? I mean, even Spider-Man games a little thinky, but probably not like this. Not really. Not like the, Arkham. The, the new Spider-Man game is not at all really. Oh, like, see, some people are talking to said it was a little bit. It's it, well, the the combat does sound like um, the combat does feel like Arkham games. But the, the combat feels like Arkham, not the no. There's not no, the predatoring. No. Well, for example, there you'll be a crime where the bad guys have the police hold up, and you're web swinging in. There is no. You're gonna sit on a uh, streetlight and look at the bad guys going, "Okay, well, I'm gonna hit him with that man cover and that thing." Like you can do that if you really want to, but it's really just more effective to jump in the middle of them and smash the button until you kill them. That's sad. Oh, excuse me. Not kill them. Spider Man does not kill people. Right. Well, near just Batman. Right. Yeah. Except you can run people over in the Batmobile in the last game. There's tasers on the Batmobile that, that throw them, mm. stun them and throw them outside. Yeah. I saw a that's nice... Uh, that, that's what they say, actually. Uh-huh. I, I saw a nice montage of the new Spider-Man game where it shows some of his spin kicks and stuff. Like, guys suspended upside down and spin kick him in the back, small of the back, and then it flash frames to the Mortal, Mortal Kombat, Kombat X-rays uh, where it shows the bones yeah. breaking. And they do it so seamlessly. It's like, that's an amazing <laughs> match nice. together, guys. Nice. Spider-Man doesn't kill people, it says. All right, let's get in this episode of Wolf's Reign. Moon's Doom. Moon's Doom. Moon's Doom. Moon's Doom. Moon's Doom. Doom. Oh. So we begin. With the theme song. Hey, actually, I need a second here. We could actually do something before we even start. Thurk. Yeah. Have you ever watched Wolf's Rain? I have not seen Wolf's Rain we have now. until about uh, what, 20 minutes ago. Okay, so we've talked about you and anime before in an earlier episode. If you want to find out like your kind of history with anime, we can go back to one of the early seasons in season, or one of the early episodes in season two. You had the honor of getting to watch a Wolf's Rain episode tonight. Uh, so I guess my question is, just generally speaking, did you understand what was happening? I, there were a couple of jokes that were funny. The one guy didn't want to eat any bugs. The other guy really wanted the other guy to eat some bugs. <laughs> uh, they were lost in the forest, and then the flower chick was giving everybody a hand job. I don't know how this <laughs> happened. <laughs> <laughs> That seems to hit all the high points. Well, uh, that was episode 10 of Wolf's Raid, <laughs> our review. Well, I'm, I'm there. Go Done on. by Thurk. Thank you. That was my ploy because I didn't write any notes. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, no. Uh, hey, Bill. Yes. You want to play a game? Okay. Let's play a game of explain to Thurk Wolf's Rain as quickly as possible. But we have to go back and forth with facts. As quickly as possible? Uh... I'll explain what was raining as quickly as possible. Oh, don't do I know your joke. I know what's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the joke is never funny. All right, so. Never not funny. Oh, uh, Lord. All right. No, I mean, let's just go back and forth and see if we can work together. We'll just work together and see if okay. we can explain Wolf's okay. Rain, okay? So, Wolf's Rain starts with this specifically. A good theme song. Yeah, absolutely. Let's start with that. Like, it has a fucking good theme song. Uh, as we've talked about in the very first episode, Yoko Kano, who's also done all the music for Cowboy Bebop, does the music for this with uh, a really awesome lead singer to this ba- American band, which I can't remember his name off the top of my head now. Um, and they created the song Stray. And it's amazing. What did you think of the theme song? Um, I liked the theme song. Um, it was oddly placed for me because it seems like a very American song. Mm-hmm. And the opening is not American. I mean, the opening opening is very anime. And having an American song played over that, it was... The juxtaposition was weird. Okay. But I do enjoy the song. But essentially, we're set in this city that's kind of in a dome, right? Dome city? They're in a dome city, right? Possibly. Yeah, some sort of dome city. <laughs> we talked about it, but I didn't see any evidence of a dome. So, essentially... It's a rundown city, and there are these wolves running around. But the thing is, there is a lore that says that wolves have not been around anywhere, have not been seen for 400 years. But we are introduced... Two? I think it's four. Maybe it's two. I thought it was 200. And so, uh, anywhere, somewhere between two and hundreds 400 of, years. Hundreds of years. <laughs> hundreds of years. That's not a lie when we say that. Uh, for hundreds of years. Essentially, 
there are these wolves that we learn do actually exist, but they are, as you like to put it, Bill, maybe glamouring or using magic to appear as humans within society. Yes. We good so far? Yeah, because they don't turn into humans. Right. They're always wolves. Right. They just look like humans. Right. Now, our main character cast, we have Kiba, who doesn't like being a human. So when we first see him, he's actually still kind of just running around as a wolf, which is not very good. I don't know if he doesn't like being human or didn't know he could do it. I see. I just think he didn't want to because when he has that conversation with Hige, he's like, why are you looking like that? But that could be maybe it's just that, too. I don't know. Now that you say that, either way, he's he's a wolf. Hige is a smart-ass, hungry, horny boy. and He's the guy who didn't want to eat the bugs. Yes. Yes. He... <laughs> I guess we don't need to go in the names, do we? Because we've already... The, well, I mean, we, we Kiba. Kiba is Fang. Is Fang. The guy with the black hair who turns into a white wolf. Okay, that's not confusing. <laughs> <laughs> the guy... Uh, Sume, which means claw, is the guy with the white hair that turns into a black wolf. Okay. Hige, which means whisker? Something, I think. I think it was whisker. Well, yeah, that would explain why he's the one with all the feels. Yep, all the feels. Yeah. And yeah, like you said he's a he's, he's a, a he's a he's a horny boy. He's a horny boy. He's yeah. a passionate. Yeah, and horny and hungry. Well, the passion is all of those things. He feels things intensely. Yep. Mm-hmm. He's explaining this better than Josh does. Well, I mean, well, well fair. <laughs> and Toboy is Howl. Vocabulary. <laughs> he's the brat. <laughs> okay, yeah, he's yeah. the one who broke his ankle. He's the yeah. one of the top five worst anime characters of all time. You know, so essentially they all are doing their own thing um, and eventually, as is with anime, they get together in any sort of like story. They get together uh, and have to kind of learn from each other. And the big the big plot that's driving up until like around episode seven or eight is, and it's still kind of obviously driving the story, is they're looking for this place called Paradise. And we don't really know exactly what Paradise is. We're kind of given the idea that's maybe like some sort of like idyllic heaven of some sort or whatnot uh and as part of that they are looking for a what is called a flower maiden which can show them the way to paradise that flower maiden is cheza uh who is also being hunted by i guess her old boyfriend owner i think like i think she was made by lord orkham and then darcia stole her from him darcia's the one with the eye voids okay the vampire yeah yes Okay. I think he stole her from another vampire, and they made her out of lunar flowers. Okay, then. So she's a flower, but a person. And lunar flowers are how you get to paradise, but they don't exist anymore. Only, she's the last one. Only the flower maiden made out of lunar flowers exists. Yes, there's a traumatic scene where she there goes back There was an old home. lady one, but she died. Yeah, well, there's a traumatic scene where she goes back home before the old lady to find all her friends, and then sees, like, dead fields, and she's like, oh, this one is sad. <laughs> um... Oh, 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 and then there's an old drunk dude who's got his own dog that we think is a wolf because they hinted that and he's trying to hunt the wolves and he's the guy that was beat up at the beginning of this episode and looks like he had gotten roughed up by the soldiers. And then there's a blonde lady that looks like Sarah Chalk who like once was originally studying Cheza after they got her out of Darsha's hands, I guess. Yes. And her name is Cher. And she was married to a guy that you didn't see this episode, who's named Lebowski, and he's a cop. I came in on the wrong fucking episode, apparently. <laughs> that, that is about it, right? So they're escaping the soldiers who are trying to hunt down the flower maiden, because they're trying, because they actually had her originally, they were studying her, and the wolves broke her out. Well, actually, Darsha broke her them out, and then they stole her from, from Darsha, and now she's like, I'm with puppies, this is great. And they are... Let's get foe. Yeah, now they're traveling to go find Paradise, but they're being hunted by everyone. Everybody. Everyone. They all want the Flower Maiden back. So this is basically Star Wars with wolves. You've got the rebels... Or dances with Star Wars. And the Empire. I mean, I'm... No, you're... you're, Why is everything Star Wars? Because Star Wars is amazing. Uh, Star Wars is very clearly the monomyth that was just followed. Yeah, that's, that's fair. It is a pretty generic story. So that does that help at all? No, not really. It's basically Chez, <laughs> it's basically Cheza, a bunch of wolves, of scientists and a hunter and a bunch of soldiers, and then a vampire all in a big line, and then they play yakety sax while they run around in double speed. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's... So now we've got you up to speed. It sounds like you totally understand everything about this anime. Uh, we uh, we start. Yep. At least it's well acted, well written, and pretty. 
It is. It is. Because it, it doesn't make any damn sense. Johnny Ambosh is in it. And that makes me happy. Okay. And so is Steve Bloom. Steve Bloom? Yeah. I know that name. Yeah. Spike Spiegel. He's also a Darsha. So we open. In the Forest of No Return. Wait, wait, wait. Yep, wrong wait. Never mind. Never mind. Ring anime. Go back. Uh, no, so we start in the Forest of Death. A place where eerie music plays and armed guards are too afraid to enter. <laughs> it's like the Bermuda Forest because compasses don't work and nobody ever comes back. Yeah. Here's, can I read you this quote that these soldiers say? I wish you would. Oh, thanks. Oh, that made me feel so <laughs> needed right now. And that's, I need that in my that's life. That's good. Let me read this. Oh, you, my then. God. No. Uh, the geomagnetic abnormalities have been confirmed. The compasses are useless and machines go haywires the minute you turn them on. They say no one has gone in and made it out alive, right? I would not be surprised if that place was haunted. There's a lot going on there. Thank you, Thurk. You're welcome. There's a lot going on there. That was thunder being stolen. What What is up with this forest? It's like the Bermuda Triangle, but with trees. Okay. All right. Well, fair enough. <laughs> <sighs> The guards taunt each other for not wanting to go in. This, this is the that... future of Lodos, so it's, it's no, just... it's true. This is just redone. This it's whole story. Forest of no return. It's... and The forest of death are just the same thing. Yeah, you know, if you want to check out what we're talking about, bonus season number two, episode number two, inside the forest, the wolves and Cheza wander on massive white roots or trunks or something. Yes. Uh, Hige calls this place depressing, and he ain't wrong. No, oh, it's a pretty sad place. Yeah. There's no animals. There's no sounds. No sunlight. No sunlight. No water. Bad for a plant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take the flower into the only place that she will die immediately. They should have definitely filled their boots up with pig shit before they went in. Oh no! <laughs> where are they going to find pig shit when they were where they were, were at? Before they went in. <laughs> oh, that's fair. I guess they could have filled it with wolf shit. That's no. That's oh. That's not any better. No. It's more readily available. Oh, God. Can you imagine <laughs> just the sound effects the entire time? <laughs> Ugh, that's terrifying. It's just some dude with a couple of jars of mayonnaise. Oh. <laughs> so Hige wonders why this forest isn't more lively. And Toboy gets his one allowed smart comment of, of each episode here when he says, uh, yeah, Hige, this is the forest of death. <laughs> Pretty good line. I'll give him that. Uh, Hige is, of course, hungry, and Sume is pessimistic, and Toboe is annoying, and Kiba is ever-driven. So, standard. Status quo is being kept here. Yep. That's pretty much that's how they are the entire time. And they fight the entire time, and then something happens, and then they work together. As we'll see here. That was pretty much what happened. Yeah, pretty that, pretty standard. That is the episode, uh, that's the, the engine of every episode. That's the template. That's a template gotcha. for it. Sume then kicks a skull. And Toboy gets freaked out as a bug flies from underneath of it. Sume catches said bug, and he's confused. Apparently, I don't know what he's confused by. He's like, I've never seen a bug this Like big. this. Like this. I think it's the quote. Like this. Yeah. I mean, I guess it is a big bug. Yeah, it's like a fist-sized beetle. Bigger than that. I'm probably, yeah. I mean, he like grabbed it by the scruff of the neck like a oh, cat. Oh, that's true. It was, a, it was a big enough bug that it can't exist in our current, like, oxygen yeah. environment. Yeah. Is there science behind that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we should do that podcast. We totally should do podcast. <laughs> Did I tell you this? Huh. We have an idea for a podcast. Okay. Like, so you know, like a paranormal podcast where you have a skeptic and a believer, and the believer says, like, you know, and the, the, the Everglades flap of UFOs in 1954, you know, Edward Fucksickle took a picture of a <laughs> whatever. Fucksickle. Whatever, you know? Yeah. And then the skeptic's <laughs> like, no, that didn't, ha- I don't know any of this, and I've never heard this story, and I don't believe you. Okay. Right? That. But instead of paranormal, I just explain like fifth grade science to Andrew. I would listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> we all have to get on this. At, uh, one, at one point, he's, he's like, but really, how do magnets work? We don't know. I'm like, I do too. <laughs> <laughs> I know how magnets work. <laughs> That's true. Sume catches the bug that freaks Toboy out. He just like gives it to Hige. He's like, you Here, eat, eat this it. now. <laughs> Like, he's such a bully. Yeah, he is. He's going to, like, hold him down and, like, squish it in his face. Yeah, that's true. He's just kind of like, you're always hungry. Eat this bug. He said you have the strongest stomach. Yeah. Well, actually, Toboy says that. Yeah, I was was a little skinny one. Yeah. And uh, Hige says no, but, oh, let's give it to the flower. (laughs) Because, you know, apparently she's a Venus flytrap now. I promise you, (laughs) I wrote that before the end of the episode. (laughs) And then I got the end of the episode, I'm like, 
They ruined my fucking joke. <laughs> or made it better. Cheza then says, and I love, I don't know, I love this line. Actually, Cheza does not say this. Bug Punch and Kiba says this. He says, Cheza does not eat bugs. Yeah, he like cry chops into the ground and then pieces. <laughs> it, like, it like just green goo everywhere. That's why yeah. they're pissed off at the later. It's like when you drop a Taco Bell burrito and goo just goes everywhere. That's what it's like. That's, that's gross. gross. Uh, <laughs> you know what's sad there is that we're thinking, ooh, gross about the burrito, not the bug. Yep. <laughs> that's 100% correct. Last ta- time I had Taco Bell, I threw the burrito out my car window. I've told that story a million times. Oh, that's sad. It was terrible. Don't worry, though, guys. Chesa says she doesn't require food. Because that's not creepy. But she has a flower. I think they even say that, like, oh, yeah, because you're a flower. <laughs> Instead, she basks. Except uh, the roots here are so thick, she can't see the sun. She looks up, and it's like, mm, roots. The, the, the roots? The roots. The, the roots are above them? The, the, bran- the, branches. the branches. The branches. The branches. Can you help, can you help me explain Holy science? Fuck. Can you explain science to me? I will tell you that the only science term that I really kind of know, and you're going to say I don't because I just said roots instead of branches, yep. is photosynthesis. That's like the only thing that I really kind of understand how it works. Break, break Explain down, it to me. I was going to say, break down photosynthesis for us here. Photosynthesis mm-hmm. is when you have light that hits plants and it okay. chlorophyll yeah. is involved. It creates... Not always. Chlorophyll... And it turns... It creates chlorophyll? You no, know, you... <laughs> the chlorophyll uses the sunlight and turns it into energy for the plant. How's it do that? Uh, through ATP. <laughs> is that right? What, what, what does ATP stand for? You're actually not wrong. <laughs> I don't know that plants use that. They do. Do they? Okay. Yeah. I know I know animals do. I don't know. I, yeah. I wasn't entirely sure plants used it. Uh, yes. And then the plant is a sacred being that uses magic... And this has been your Fun Fact Science Corner. Uh, no, I, wa- I still want you to tell me what ATP stands uh, for. Uh, a <laughs> animals tripping <laughs> plants. I'll take it. All right. we'll, we'll accept that. Adenosine triphosphate. Yeah, that too. And it's it's great. I don't remember that either. Uh, one of my uh, major reports in biology class, I did uh, photosynthesis. There you go. There you go. And it doesn't always have to be chlorophyll. Actually, some early plants used a, uh, I don't remember the name of the chemical, but they used an inferior form that was actually purple. Mm-hmm. Oh. So plant life was purple there for a while. Oh. So what, Chess's hair is kind of like purplish? Sure. Okay, or cool. All right. Or she just found a wig. Mm, that's fair. So we cut to Quint. He's been captured by the soldiers and is being questioned about why he was a madman firing a gun into a forest, like some sort of crazy, maniacal, anti-environmentalist or something. Or a corporation or something. I don't know. I mean, in fairness, a lot of people fire guns into the woods. It's, yeah, like how you hunt. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of worse places he could have been shooting his I, gun. I don't understand why they had to rough him up so much. Was he just being a smartass? Maybe they're just dicks. Yeah, they do seem like dicks. Oh, I guess we, we you get the answer, though, in this conversation. Because they're like, huh, yeah, you had a dog, hey? Uh, hey, I uh, heard that... Because uh, they thought his dog was the one that tore it. Well, they, well the dog did. did. She, she did. did. Yeah. Uh, they're like, no one has a pet in this town, so it must have been you, and that's why they beat the shit out of him. I was thinking about, because the other... Wo- the wolves tore up some of the soldiers also. Yes. Earlier, so... So, the, the... But yeah, you're right. Most recently, Blue. Yeah, the drunk's dog, Thurk, yes. got... Uh, My favorite character. Beat, like, like, tore up and killed some soldiers. Oh. Yeah. That's fun. Yes. They deserved it. They really did. They were trying to kill her. The general dude asks about the dog, as we mentioned, and I weird response from Quint. He says, well, shucks, Commander. They must have all been killed by wolves. Talking about his men that died. Right. Kind of like, ha, wolves, wolves, wolves are real. Wolves are real. I want to believe. Back to the forest. They sit around because apparently Toboy has hurt his little footsies. Right. <laughs> That's literally what happens here. <laughs> That was his ankle. They didn't really explain it. All of a sudden, he's like, ow, my ankle hurts. Yeah. I didn't, yeah. didn't catch what... Nope. There was no we, Nope. We just expected to think that he's a pussy. Uh, so, <laughs> Chesa uses her powers to heal him by giving him a foot massage. Yeah. Essentially. We'll go uh, with that. Yep. Uh, and he gets a little, uh, a little <laughs> low face. That, that's his thing. He... he... Liked that foot massage. That was exciting. Yeah, and uh, he gets jealous. He goes, uh, "Don't yuck his yum." He, he says, <laughs> uh, "Chesa, could, could you pet me too?" <laughs> Whoa! 
and he does. So we have uh, a big round of heavy petting. Yep, we are we are at the uh, wolf circle jerk going on here, and uh, she's skiing a little bit, and <laughs> they call out to Sume, and they're like, Sume, come get petted. And it feels really great. He gives what I think is the greatest facial expression from the episode. Because <laughs> yeah, you, you, you cracked up at that, I too. Did. He's just kind of, like, disgusted and angry. He's like, I'm dressed like a leather daddy, but uh, <laughs> I'm not getting involved in that. Yeah, yeah. he doesn't want anything to do with grabby hands over there. Uh, and, hey, And really, I kind of ruined the anime for Andrew because I pointed out to him that really this is a metaphor for getting laid. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're trying to take a, a flower... To paradise. Yeah. Yeah. Her flower. Yeah. Yeah. We'll give him to paradise. Yeah. 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 Metaphor's like right there. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> Don't worry. When they find the alien spaceship, they'll be fine. Okay. That's fine. We go to Cher and Darcia, but before we do, I think you know what time it is. Is it a break card because we're almost done? We haven't done it yet? I fucking hate you. Straight! Straight! Thank you for listening. You're at the break card. My name is Andy, and you're listening to Tuning Japanese, a podcast where we are reviewing all kinds of stuff. And we're back to our reviews of Wolf's Reign Season 4. It's just crazy to think how far we've come in such a short amount of time. Hey, next week we're going to be jumping back into our bonus season number 2 with another review, a double review, of Record of Lotus War with Bill and myself. Following that, we're going to get in the spoopy spirit with a review of Vampire Hunter D, and then... The week following, right at the tail end, and if I can help it, hopefully on Halloween, we will be reviewing and releasing our review of Helsing Ultimate Abridged, the second set of episodes, probably episodes four through six, if we can get that recorded in time. You know, if you are following our Discord at the Questionable Endeavor Network, questendnetwork.com, you already know that we're going to be doing a review of Vampire Hunter D. It would not have been a surprise right here at the break card. We drop all kinds of great news there, as well as just love talking with our fans of all of the different shows on the Questionable Endeavor Network at questendnetwork.com, where you can look for the Discord tab and join it. It's a free app where you can chat and just have a good time. Also head over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash tuningjapanese where you can get all kinds of bonus content. And uh, guys, I'm just exhausted. I have had the craziest of the last several weeks, and I'm just going to keep this break card nice and short. And I'm going to get you to a quick commercial for another show on our network and back to our review. Wanted to say here in the break card as well, thank you to Thurk for stepping in and joining us so we can have another three-man show. We really did have a good time recording and reviewing this week's episode of Wolf's Rain, despite the fact that Bill's making me hate this anime, and it makes me sad because it's one of my favorites of all time. Uh, We'll see you back in the episode. Do you like scary stories? If so, then listen to the Shadowvane podcast, where you'll find original radio drama series and classic tales of terror brought to life with fantastic voice acting and eerie music and sound effects. For more information on our first full series, Progenix Labs, or our current story, 1692 The Risen, visit shadowvane.net or listen to us on the Questionable Endeavor Network. Listen in the dark, if you dare. From the break card. Stop it. Stop it. We're back from the break card. Best break card. I do this shit all the time. <laughs> we go to share. She wakes up on a couch in a strange man's house. Thankfully, we. I, I bet. I bet the real share has woken up on a strange man's couch a lot. <laughs> True. Wishing she could turn back time. Oh, every time we make that joke. Yeah. Uh, Actually, she, I always she make... wishing she could find a way out of here. Uh, no, she's... Uh, what is long and hard and full of semen. Oh, Cheryl loves it. Uh, thankfully. Yep. <laughs> I make that joke every time. Thankfully, what she sees is Lord Darsha, not Brett Kavanaugh, and there's no booze in sight. Instead... I like beer. <laughs> I like beer. I like beer. You, you see the SNL skit yeah, I mentioned? I did. Okay. Instead, she sees Lord Darsha. And she's in some sort of weird garden of flowers. And they talk about Chezza's shared disdain for both of them, essentially. Like, yeah, that flower really hates us. 
Not wrong. No? This is the chick that looks like Nina Williams from Tekken, right? Yes, this is yeah, Nina Williams, yep. yes. Lord Orkham is dr- name-dropped. I don't remember that anywhere. Damn, do you? near killed him. No, Jesus Christ. Do I, you remember Lord Orkham? I do, but I think that might be because I watched ahead. I don't, okay. I don't remember him. I think this may be the first mention. Okay. You don't remember Lord Orkham. I do from the episode I just watched. Oh, okay, that, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> uh, apparently, Lord Orkham stole Cheza the first time. Damn, dear Noldum. Damn. <laughs> Darsha says that he has plans for Cher, and they depend entirely upon her actions. I got nothing. I got nothing either. Uh, so back to the forest, they wander around some more, and Hige, again, sees the best in their situation. It's a place with no humans. It's a place of peace and quiet. So this is paradise. This is... This, this is, is as good as it gets. This because is, it has no food. This is an artist's paradise, because they've had to draw the exact same background in just slightly different ways. Because everything and pasted that. Everything looks the same. <laughs> the wolves fight. Hige calls Sume out on trying to be a leader. Shock. And Kiba steps in to say, this pack has no leader. Do you think that's true? Is this a leaderless pack? I mean, I guess that's what they're going for. It, it is kind of what they say. But then later on, Sume even says, like, essentially to Kiba, like, you're not acting like a leader. Well, if you're going for the the traditional anime roles, I mean, Kiba is our main character, our leader, and uh, Sume is definitely our lancer, you Mm -hmm. know, our our beta character. Yeah. And Cheza's the team chick. Yeah. If Hige's the big guy, Mm -hmm. Toei's the... Annoying, annoying kid. That I think smart guy would be the Zell. Smart guy would Zell. be the <laughs> Zell. Oh, I could see that. Like that would be the pidge roll. Would be the last one. Yeah, if we're using that template, yeah. Which is a common template. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Voltron's almost a a perfect mm-hmm. generic version of that template. Yeah, absolutely it is. So Toboy's no pidge. No, Toboy is not. So speaking of Toboy, he tries to calm everyone down. He's like, guys, guys, don't worry about that. It's fine. And he just makes up some bullshit question. He's like, let's just talk about what we want to do when we escape this forest. And I love everyone's answer. Eat and sleep. <laughs> Pretty much it. That's what I want to do when I get out of this closet. <laughs> speaking of sleeping. I think that's our not-so-subtle transition to, here's the problem. There's no food here. Yes. Which is Cheza basically dying from lack of sunlight or water. Hige hears a bird and runs off after it. Sume gives chase. There is, in fact, an owl. There is. An asshole owl. Yeah. This fucking owl. So Sume is rightfully suspicious, and then all of a sudden, the owl starts going all Shakespearean. But, like, really bad Shakespearean. It rhymes for a while, and then it just gives up and starts doing slam poetry. Yeah, yeah, it's essentially what's it's going not on here. Good slam poetry. No, he warns. There's the... good slam poetry. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. You heathen. You uncultured, freaking. Ah! How could you not like slam poetry? Mm. Cynthia. Well... <laughs> <laughs> Cynthia, you are dead. <laughs> dead. You're dead. I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> Uh, all right, this owl is about to get drop kicked by Sume, but it, it runs away or flies away. <laughs> Run it on two legs on the ground. How do birds work? Shut up. Um, actually, I think it disappears. Like you actually see it fade away. Like it might be flying off into the distance, hmm. but I think it actually like dematerializes. I didn't catch that. Uh, the very last couple of frames of it. That's maybe what I saw. Huh. That's interesting. Actually, I never didn't actually notice that. That's really cool. They run off after it. And uh, back to the group, Cheza is withering and dying. And this is where I wrote in my notes, maybe they can spit on her. (laughs) Wouldn't that just digest her, though? I don't think so. I would imagine something with hard cell walls could be stand up to spit. Well, yeah, (laughs) probably, but I mean... You you can have chunks of corn in your poop, so... That's just the cellular shell. Yeah, but what do you think protects it? That's just the cellular shell. Guys, you... <laughs> yeah, because you have niblets that, but, like, you can get into the starch. But, but if you just had a, something solid with yeah. a cellular shell... Don't, don't swallow a corn cob. What are you guys talking about? You're using big words. <laughs> My head hurts. Okay, let's get off the science. Okay, so the mocking owl returns. I think it's about time to kill... A mocking owl? To kill a mocking owl. <laughs> I saw that coming. Yeah. <laughs> That's an English... I, 
teaching joke for you. No, uh, I don't get it. I'll be here all week. Uh, so, I don't want it. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, Harper Lee is sad. Toboy states that the owl must know where to get some water. Because it's an owl, and it lives here. Yeah, owls are renowned for their water drinking. <laughs> well, I mean, it needs to drink water, is what he's saying. So we can just follow the owl. Or ask I, the owl. I don't think owls drink water. I think they get, like, all their moisture from what they eat. That has got to be a bird hat thing. I don't think so. Well, I know there's some animals that do that, but I don't know... Like, how much water... Have you ever from? seen an owl drink That's water, That's what I'm trying ever. to think. I cannot... I'm... Can you even understand how with the beak designed the way it is that they would ever... Yes. I've seen eagles drink it's basically the same kind of hook beak. Eagles have long, is a That's longer, just a, is a longer beak. That's true. Hmm. Owls basically just have like a can opener that sticks straight down out their face. I have seen an owl bathe. Maybe they drink that way. They just kind of go in the water and, and suck out their cloaca. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's, let's get off of size before I have to, you have to explain how cloacas actually work. So, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I can explain that one pretty easy. So imagine instead of, like, everything you have down there, uh-huh. imagine you're wearing a really tight skirt, and it's all just one hole. There's a fucking image. All that's, right. That's pretty much it. <laughs> like, like wear bicycle pants, right? Uh-huh. And then just, like, cut a hole in the center. Uh-huh. And just do everything through that hole. That's, I mean, he's not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Chesa questions who they're talking to, because she can't see the owl. Is that, like, the gist of it? Plants can't see owls. That's, okay, that's a bird hat thing. <laughs> <laughs> The owl then says for them to go astray. Surely not. Plants don't have eyes. Stop it. And fine answers <laughs> in confusion. The owl leads them to a cavernous opening in a wall. And Hige says not to go. But Kiba says they have no choice. What does Hige say? Okay. Wait, that's what, what was, the fox says. What the fuck was that? That's what the fox says. I'm sorry. Well, kind of. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> What does the wolf say? Bow, wow, 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 wow. <laughs> I'm really tired, guys. Lots of stuff. They just bitch at each other. Uh, that's actually pretty accurate. Sharon Darsha! Okay. Darsha shows her his, like, computer wall <laughs> full of naked Chezza. Chicks dig computer walls. <laughs> I guess. Is that accurate? I don't... Want to come over and check out my porn collection? Is apparently what he did. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Sharon name drops the Book of the Moon. They talk about how the wolves are apparently the keys to paradise. Oh, man. So Darsha finally gets the girl to come over. So he shows her a wall of porn and talks about the Book of the Moon. He really is goth. I mean. I want to show you this. This is Josh in this anime. I want to show you this tasteful porn. And. Very artistic. Talk about moons and wolves. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Would you like to stroke my eye void? I mean. Am I wrong? Oh. <laughs> no, wow. you're, you're not wrong. Holy crap. Uh, if, the more we talk about this anime, the more I am wondering why I liked it so much. Uh, so, am, I, am I rooting this for you? You kind of are. It's okay, though. I do that. You do that. Uh, <laughs> you that, that you do. Owls and wolves! My wife has actually one day told me, Bill, don't ruin babies. There's so many places my brain went. The owl whispers. I, I was giving voices. To, of course to, you were. Yeah. Of course you were. The owl whispers about bravely entering the cave. So they do. Hey, guess what happens? Nothing. The, well, yes, but the wolves <laughs> get lost. Again? Yeah, again. Totally lost. Uh, Sume says everything looks the same, and he's probably noticed uh, the artist shortcuts kind of throughout this whole episode, <laughs> too, so that's good. Toboy tries to be nice and offers to carry Cheza, but Kiba snaps at him, calling him weak, and says, Can you carry her? Can you? Well, you fucking baby! Yeah. Well, that was the plan. I was going to try. Uh, Apparently, she weighs like three pounds. She always floats, right? That's true. She's yeah. very floaty. She has oh, feather fall permanently she, cast on her. She does. So that she, no problem. Yeah. Yep. Sume. Does feather fall actually make you lighter, though? No. no. Okay. So really... To carry somebody effortlessly with Featherfall, you really kind of have to keep bouncing them. Well, even then, you'd have to put in the effort to raise them. Right. But you'd get a few seconds of... Yeah, well, you'd get a break. Yeah. So, like, if you were just carrying them up over your head, and, like, if you needed a break for a second, you just let your arms down and right. just catch them again. Would you expend more energy, though, lifting her back up? I believe it would probably equal Pro- out. God That's damn it. with the science! What? Ugh, my head hurts! <laughs> 
people are full of smileys. All right, so it's true. That's science. That's fact. Sume calls out Kiba. <laughs> Which is a video podcast. You saw them both simultaneously shrug. <laughs> <laughs> Saying that the scent of flowers has fucked up his nose. That's not a direct quote. And Kiba and Sume continue, to, yeah, continue to fight until Toboy notices owl bones. <laughs> hey, hey guys, yeah. this is probably a bad omen. I just stepped on owl bones. It's a ghost owl. They, they suggest that it's uh, human bones. Yeah, okay, yeah. I forgot to write that. Are those that. human bones? Like, no, I think they're bird bones. <laughs> like, it's it's a tiny skeleton with hollow bones yeah. and a beak. Yeah, definitely human. <laughs> yep. It was definitely a baby with a beak. Yeah. Yep. They failed biology. Uh, Did so, you write the show? Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Andy. That was a, that was a that was a softball if I ever saw one. Uh, Kiba and Sume, stop it. Continue. I do. <laughs> uh, yep. Mm-hmm. Show you my softballs. All right, Kiba and Sume continue to fight. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, Kiba. Oh, a good thing. And Sume, my shave. Okay, not how I put <laughs> that. Does that make yours softer or harder than otherwise? I think he, I think he's getting at like the skin is soft, which okay. But I'm lotion thinking... it too. Gotcha. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. You got, well, I, I I can tell you the science of my balls if you guys want, since you're all <laughs> but, science. But I heard it as like, here's my coating purse full of gack. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> God damn it, Bill! <laughs> Coin purse full of gack could have to be the title of this episode, <laughs> and I hate it. I hate it so much. I hate it with all of my being. I name almost every episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you are quite quotable. <laughs> Thank you. All right, don't encourage him. So, bird spirit. Oh no! Yeah, it yeah. flies off into the forest. We get a fight scene between wolves and bugs. The ancient fight, you know, that, yep. that fight that, is, <laughs> that has existed longer than any other thing in all of time. They're like giant pill bugs, too. They're not they like, are. Yeah, they're not, they're not even actually teeth. bugs or insects. They're... They got fucking sharp-ass teeth. Yeah. They're yeah. scary. They look very bitey and very dangerous. Yes. But they're not like... They throw the first one and it like just balls up like it's scared for a mm-hmm. minute until its buddies show up. So I guess they're kind of millipedes, maybe? But there's like a million of them. Pill bugs don't bite you. Want to say there's a species of pill bug that is very dangerous. Guys, they're not you're getting not... into science. We cat. are. We are. <laughs> God. Uh, this there's a fight between bugs and wolves. They play past the Cheza. We do get a sweet moment with with Cheza and Sume. The first time that he's ever touched her, and she touch reaches out and strokes his chest, and he like smiles, and That's says it feels really good. It does. Yeah. He says they will handle it for her. It's a cool moment. I like it. I like the fact that he is so gruff, and as soon as he's away from the others, he shows a soft side to her. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I think it's good writing. I like it a lot. Well, I think it's it's kind of subtle too, because I mean, you really don't, you wouldn't think about the fact that he's really away from everybody else when mm-hmm. he does that. So yeah, the wolves say a few witty lines. Toboy gets one in about how wolves and bugs both love flowers. <laughs> Except not in real life, no. No, okay. no, no. <laughs> it, it doesn't work when, in this world. It works when that's just a something the show establishes for its setting that doesn't really work. Uh, we see in this fight a slow mo fight of the wolves, and the fight is not going well. And then Chesa falls down <laughs> uh, slowly. Yeah, <laughs> stating that she could be useful. And she runs dramatically through the bugs and throws herself down an incline. Like, she's like, I know where I'm going! Tumble, tumble, tumble. Like, it's like she runs up to the edge of the cliff, the, the, the incline, and then, like, her feet stop and her head just keeps going. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Chesna, and this is Jackass. <laughs> <laughs> this is bug sliding on Jackass. Uh, <laughs> hey, speaking of Venus flytraps, we find a whole bunch of them eating these pill bugs. That's oddly convenient. Yep. Like, really weird. I don't like it. Yeah, it felt kind of like uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark to me. This would be a good place for Venus flytraps to live because there isn't a lot of moisture and there's not a lot of sunlight. <sighs> so really, that is why carnivorous plants evolve. <sighs> it's to supplement poor soil and poor conditions. <laughs> <laughs> 
Learn science, damn it. Uh, <laughs> so it's really, it's not that out, not that. I refuse. It, it's not outlandish. It's just really incredibly convenient. Uh, it's incredibly convenient, but this would be a good place for them to live. It would be. I just, the heroes did nothing this episode. <laughs> That's most episodes. Hey, speaking of convenience, Toboy's like, hey, by the way, there's the way out. <laughs> yeah, it just happens to be by the back door. Uh, we go to our aftermath, which is uh, dramatic Disney music once again, and moonlight, yep. and water. Oh yeah, moonlight, yay! Cue the dramatic music. Because they can eat moonlight. Apparently. All of them. Even the wolves. Yes. Not even apparently, they say that earlier. Yeah, Kiba says a whole thing, he's like, I survived an entire month once on moonlight. And they're like, you're a fucking liar. <laughs> right, and I survived a shipwreck by lashing myself to sea turtles. Is that a bird hat thing? Mm-hmm. Okay. So! <laughs> That's a Jack Sparrow thing. <laughs> we need to tell that story on the air one of these times so people understand what bird hat means. <laughs> uh, so, No, you shouldn't. They all played in the water and dramatically watched Cheza soak in water in moonlight. And we cut to a scene of Darcia and Darcia and Cher. Wait, 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 wait. Yes. Are you not going to talk about, like, the super awesome fifth element thing that Chezza's been wearing under her hoodie this whole time? Oh, yeah. We, we, we're we familiar with that, kind yeah, of, I think, right? I think Josh went into that. I think we, we, we saw it at least once, but yeah. Okay, well, if Josh did his rant on it, there's nothing yeah. more I can say about it. All right. Yeah, I, I believe he talked about that. I've seen fifth element one time, and it didn't make any impression on me at all. <laughs> okay. I love fifth element. Yeah, I just watched I, it again the other day. I don't know what it is. I don't know why. It 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 made no impression. Yeah. Like, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. I didn't care. I don't think about it until somebody brings it up. And they're like, I love Fifth Element. I'm like, why? <laughs> what? <laughs> Darsha and Cher are staring up at the same moon, and Darsha drops some savage knowledge on our asses. Exposition dump. Yes. He says, the life of a flower is very brief. And lunar flowers are no exception. However, after basking in the full moon just a few more times, Chez's life will come to an end. Yeah, Darsha just tells us that she's going to die, and she's going to die relatively soon. Short show. Yeah. I mean, we're on episode 10 at this point. Yeah. yeah. We're getting there. Oh, we get a really sweet scene of her being surrounded by sleeping wolves and a final shot of the moon. And that's the end of the episode. That does it for episode 10, Moon's Doom. Doom! Moon's Doom. Moon's Doom. Moon's Doom, Moon's Doom, Moon's Doom. And now is the time in the show where we talk about what we thought of the episode. And I will start. It was a... Uh, not as good as last episode. Last episode we had the blue spotlight. Uh, this is more of a... Kind of a Cheza spotlight where yeah. she gets to like do something... But all she does is, like, she knows where flowers are. She can heal. She can heal. That's true. We do get that. I forgot about the healing. Is she even healing, or is she just, like, walking aspirin? I, I would imagine it's more like a walking aspirin, which is why there's the O-face effect, because it's, like, endorphins, but then she goes a little too far. She read rockets, then. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay. All right. Pretty much. That's fair. It's kind of a weird episode. It's got your typical formula for the show it even has like the lead up to a fight the fight scene's not great i mean not as good as some other ones i mean the fight scenes in this anime really aren't very good in general it's not really a fighty up like kind of anime it's not dragon ball z you know or something along right. those lines it could be though it, it could be i don't know this is not one of my favorite episodes it's i'm gonna go back to the question i asked you and posed to you last week bill which is cooler the force of no return or the force of death now that we've established what the force of death is like. I think I'm going to have to go with the forest of no return. More things happen there. Yeah. I will go with that as well. I'm going to say the forest of no return. Do you remember the forest of no return from Lotus Very War? vaguely. It was, uh, oh, two decades ago when we watched that <laughs> show. <laughs> I mean, there's little blue Barbie dolls in the trees, and there were some monsters. And... and you couldn't be angry or show emotion because then, like, spirits would come after you. Unless you're an elf. Unless you're an elf. And everyone just seems to be like, don't go in there. But Parn's like, but I want to go in there. And they're like, but it's called the forest of no return. <laughs> but then they just kind of fall through the, the, the ground and then through the sky. And then they're out of the forest. And it's very confusing. So As is the rest of Lodos War. Yeah. Well. If you read it as a D&D game, it makes total sense. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I think Thurkin needs to listen to our D&D, I mean, sorry, Lotus War reviews. I mean, 
Yeah, it <laughs> You're is. You're not wrong. No, uh, no you absolutely right need now. to listen to our list of horror reviews. Yeah, uh, yeah I, kind of forgettable as an episode. I don't really think much was established this time around, so I think it's it's kind of skippable. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, really nothing happened. We found out how Chessa eats. I mean, that was really... Orcus or whatever was, was mentioned. Orcum? Orcum. Orcum. Or- the only if, reason if Orcus remember... was in this, it'd be a whole different show. No, you're right. It would be very different. <laughs> the only reason I remember his name is because his name means pig ham. Yeah. Like, like, Orc ham. Yeah. Orc ham, yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. I would pig be... people butt. Yeah, pig, pig man ham. Mm. You didn't bring another taco, did you? I only brought one taco. I'm sorry. Aww. Aww. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's my thoughts. And then, yeah. Anything else, Bill? Not really. I mean, this is kind of indicative of the problems I have with the show. It's a little slow. It's a little confusing. They don't always have a great place they're going mm-hmm. and when they get there you're not quite sure why i really think this was just to establish that chesa has a handful of magic powers one of those being the fertility purview from scion which everybody knows is the worst one <laughs> <laughs> that's fair that's fair thurk yeah so what are your thoughts on this episode kind of feel uh they raiders of the lost ark this episode the heroes really didn't do much even the small fight they did basically just Bought Cheza time to jump down a cliff, which apparently saved them because then they were by the flowers or by the Venus flytraps, I guess. So if the heroes did nothing, the heroes did nothing and really didn't make any. I think the bugs followed and attacked. Yeah. Headcanon. I don't know this for sure. Yeah. I think she smelt like a flower, so they wanted to eat flowers or fuck flowers or whatever bugs do. <laughs> Both. Yeah, the bugs are uh, weird. I think that's what it was, and that's why she was able to, like... Yeah, so she was luring them. So she was a taunting elf. Yeah. Magic she, she drew reference. She, she mm-hmm. drew aggro. Yeah. Yes. WoW reference from the guy who doesn't play WoW. Mm-hmm. I've played WoW. <laughs> I know. Yeah, but basically that's kind of the way I felt. Like, I got to see who some of the characters were. It's not a great episode to start on. I need to go back and start and watch the whole thing. It's not a terrible episode. There are better episodes. And I do enjoy the show, in general. Like, just to listen to you guys talk to the rest of, talk about the rest of the show, I can see why this would be a low point. You know me, I like fighty stuff, so the fact that the fight scene in this episode wasn't very fighty, I mean, wolves chomping on bugs isn't great, no matter how you draw it. <laughs> no, that's, no, right. that's, that's fair. That's why I always say, I mean, it is pretty. I it mean, is. I, I, yeah, that does it for Wolfsrain, episode 10. Full moon? No, that's not right. That that's that's that's, that's that, that is a moon's doom is <laughs> what a, I meant. That's a Dresden yep, book. I know. I know. <laughs> I was gonna ask you if, how you've gone on. Uh, so I far. have had no time to read. It's still sitting on my my coffee table. Are you still working on full moon? Uh, yeah, we're a full moon. I need to sit down and read, but I I haven't had time to read. Uh, so read no, it. next time we will be back. Uh, whoever will be back. Somebody will be here. Uh, well, we're gonna. I mean, we, I'll be here. It's yeah. my basement. Uh, we've got some other things cooked up for October uh, that you'll probably be hearing sometime along the lines here. Uh, we're calling it Cocktober. That's not what we're calling it. Maybe Shocktober. <laughs> Can we get some salmon and call it Loxtober? Yeah. Next time we'll be back with episode 11 of Wolf's Rain. It'll be Bill's Week. Oh, and crap. It, and it's Vanishing Point. I get on that. Yeah, you probably should. But until then, I think it's time to get out of here, don't you think? I'm already out of here. Oh, no! Where are you going? I'm leaving. No, Thurk! Oh, crap, I tripped. Oh, <laughs> my ankle hurts. My ankle hurts. Where's Chessa at? <laughs> Don't get us out of here. Safely. Through the force of death. This has been Tuning Japanese, a podcast where three dudes in their 30s talk about anime. And my pain is just melting away. I'm Bill. Like I say, you can't take city wolves to the woods. Because that's me. I'm Andy. And I'm Thurk, and I definitely do not eat bugs. <laughs> and we will see you next time. Bye. Socks Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a 5-star rating and review. You can also go to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. Tuning Japanese is part of the Questionable Endeavor Network. 
For more information on other podcasts and articles, check out questandnetwork.com. While you're there, check out other great shows like the Shadow Vane Podcast, the Rundown Wrestling Podcast, Slasher Sanitarium, Raw Attitude Podcast, New Blood Rising, the Reanimator Podcast, Airless Pretenders, and our newest show, and sometimes their scotch. Just melting away. Oh. Chesa, um, could you pet me too? Come on, Sume. Have Chesa pet you too. It feels unbelievable. She smells so good. 